Welcome back to the Unfinished Mind, everyone. Um, happy to have you here again. All of you listeners have caught us in a super interesting way this afternoon. I am actually needy in my applications to graduate school. Um, it's been super exciting, super nerve-wracking. I will be applying for programs that specialize in neuropharmacology, so a lot of drug design, specifically neuroscience based. And so quite literally the only thing running through my mind is like these days if you catch me, all I can think about is recent applying to grad school. Yeah, that's really interesting. So I know that UT has a lot of undergraduate research opportunities. Do you think that that kind of prepared you for your uh, grad school application process? Oh, it's a really good question. And it's also the topic for today's episode. We're going to be talking about how undergraduate research opportunities and uh, at UT specifically, the ones that we know of at least, and how we can sort of make most of that if you do plan to you know, get into research or want to go into grad school. I think as I mean, since UOT is actually a leading university in America for research and research funding, I think it's only apt that we get to talk about brilliant research program. And just to get us started, just to like give the listeners an idea of what undergraduate research is, it refers to scholarly or creative activities that students pursue as a part of their undergraduate education. It involves students actively engaging in original faculty-guided research or creative projects going beyond, you know, their regular coursework. And, you know, why, why would it matter for us to do undergraduate projects or undergraduate research? It fosters a lot of intellectual growth, as it is for me, too, as, you know, Sami and I will in this episode. Um, undergraduate research pushes students to think critically, solve problems, and explore subjects beyond the surface level of, like, a textbook. It encourages intellectual curiosity and exploration of all kinds. It also really, really, I think for me as well, it really helped bridge the gap between theory and practice of a certain science. It's sort of, you know, you learn the theory in a classroom and then you're able to like practically, in practicality, apply it to real world scenarios in a lab. And this hand-on experience is really good for my understanding of what the subject really is. It's really helped with my skill development. You know, students acquire a range of valuable skills such as critical thinking, data analysis, problem solving, and project man management. And, you know, some of these skills could also be like tangible wet lab skills that, you know, you're good at as a of lab. Um, and these skills are always transferable to not only just, you know, graduate research, but various tasks. Faculty-student collaborations, you know, because if you work in faculty labs, fosters a really close working relationship between student and faculty mentors. And this kind of promotes a lot of academic mentorship and guidance. You know, I'm Again, yeah. deep in the process of undergrad school, the relationships I've made with like private investigators in the lab is super, super important to me and has really helped me and shaped the trajectory of my future. And last but not least, I feel like undergraduate research has a lot of room for creative expression. You know, for students in a creative field, it provides a really good platform for artistic expression, enabling them to experiment with different techniques and mediums. So all in all, it's quite it, it's a very, yeah. you know, robust experience to have. It provides a lot for you in your development. Yeah. So 
It's really amazing to hear the benefits that people can get from undergrad research. It seems that it just goes beyond like purely academic and it also just contributes to making you like a more, um, I guess, well-rounded person. Um, so there's also many career benefits that comes with these research opportunities. So undergrad research can give students a competitive edge in the job market or in grad school applications, showcasing their commitment and abilities. And it's especially true for STEM fields. Um, because when you're applying for higher level degrees, like obviously grad school or maybe even med school, they expect you to have done research. And it also allows you uh, unique networking opportunities. Students interact with faculty and peers and they build valuable connections and networks for future academic and professional opportunities. Additionally, it can help you build a skill portfolio because through this research, students amass a skill set that includes research methodologies, critical thinking, and effective communication. Of course, research often involves overcoming challenges and persevering, so it really can contribute to personal growth and helps you learn to overcome failure. And finally, it can help you explore your interests. It allows students to explore their interests and passions, potentially guiding them towards a more fulfilling career path. Definitely a good option to consider if you are in the STEM you know, field in general. Like even if you aren't particularly keen on getting into research, it be, might be a good idea to consider, you know, being in a lab and sort of experiencing it while you're at college. And speaking of, you know, being in a lab, I did mention that UT is home to a wide array of research faculties and opportunities. It is one of the leading universities in the United States in terms of their research output and funding. And so this episode, we will talk a little bit specifically about what research UT has and in opportunities you can get involved in while at UT. So up on the top of the list, we've got the Texas Advanced Computing Center, or the TACC. It is home to some of the world's most advanced supercomputers. It supports research in computational science, engineering, and data analysis, if that's something you're interested in. In the Fakula School of Engineering, there's various research centers, including the Wireless Networking and Communications Group, and the Nanomaterials for Energy Group, which focus on cutting-edge research, you know, engineering research. Of course, we also have Dell Medical School nearby, and the Dell Medical School's research initiatives address healthcare challenges, innovation, and patient-centered solutions, emphasizing community health. We also have the McComb School of Business and the Herb Kelleher Center for Entrepreneurship and the AIM Investment Center are key players in fostering entrepreneurship and financial research. At the Butler School of Music, we have, you know, a lot of students committed to artistic research. The school explores music composition, performance, and technology, which impacts impacts the creative arts scene quite largely at UT. We've also got the Energy Institute, which is an interdisciplinary research center focusing on sustainable energy solutions, emphasizing alternative energy sources, and reducing environmental impacts. And we also have the IC Squared Institute, and this is an incubator for innovation and economic development research, fostering entrepreneurial initiatives that address global challenges. At the Biodiversity Center, they're focused on biodiversity conservation and research, and the center collaborates with international partners for wildlife preservation. 
The LBJ School of Public Affairs has the Clement Center for National Security and the Robert S. Strauss Center for International Security and Law, are, and they're both prominent in international relations and policy research. The Ray Marshall Center for the Study of Human Resources and the Center for Health and Social Policy address domestic and global policy issues. The Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center is known for its conservation research. The center collaborates on projects related to ecology and sustainable landscape design. We also have the Texas Institute for Discovery Education and in Science, uh, also known as TIDES. It encourages STEM education research, enhancing teaching methods and outreach programs. So I'm also learning a lot about the different research opportunities at UT through this episode. I didn't know that we had such like a wide variety of opportunities and really like any field imaginable. Oh yeah, me neither. Yeah, so we also have international research collaborations. UT Austin actively engages in international research partnerships, like collaborations with universities in Europe, Asia, and Latin America, fostering global knowledge exchange. The Marine Science Institute conducts research in marine and environmental science with a focus on coastal ecosystems and conservation. We've also got the Bureau of Economic Geology, which is basically research in energy sources, environmental issues, and geosciences, which play a big role, actually, in Texas's energy and environmental policies. And we also have the uh, Texas Materials Institute, which explores advanced materials, uh, material science and engineering, facilitating research in nanotechnology, polymers, and materials design. The Center for Planetary Systems Habitability is focused on astrobiology and planetary science. The center explores the potential for life on other planets, making connections with NASA and international space agencies. Last but not least on our list, we've got the Teresa Lozano Long Institute of Latin American Studies which is dedicated to interdisciplinary research and education on Latin America and the Caribbean, fostering cultural understanding and addressing social issues in the region. There's so, 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 so many, you know, spots and hubs of research at UT. It would probably take forever to actually list all of them, but you know, from the few we've listed, if you've found your years perk up at something that you are interested in and didn't realize that there was a lot of research going on at UT for it, I would highly suggest looking up these centers and, you know, just getting a feel for what it might be like to be conducting field. And so, you know, very specific to the experiences that at least I went through, and I believe Salmi also probably has had experience with at UT, was the freshman research initiative or called the FRI. The FRI offers a unique opportunity for first-year students to engage in cutting-edge research. It is very uncommon for colleges to have first-year students be working in full-fledged labs, but at UT, you can. It provides hands-on research experiences in various scientific disciplines, allowing students to work on real-world problems. For CNS honors students specifically, you get guaranteed admission into the FRI. Other students will have to apply to get it. 
So, you know, if you are considering the FRI, Catalyst has a cool and practical FRI guide with time commitments. So if you ever want to check that out to see if you would like to join the FRI stream, that, that is worth looking at. A second resource you could use at UT is directly going into faculty lab research, which is what I have done as well. Um, we have world-class faculty at UT. And, you know, they're often always engaged in research projects. Students can seek opportunities to work in these labs. You know, collaborate with professors on their research. You can actually check Eureka, which is an online database, to find a program that might interest you and, you know, um, faculty that actually might be taking in students. And you can just email them and set up a meeting with them and learn about what they do and potentially be part of their lab. Um, Eureka also has listings for projects that are looking specifically for undergraduate assistants. We have multiple different undergraduate research programs. There's so many that will pair undergrads with research projects like the URF or the Undergraduate Research Fellowship. It's just, there's a lot of resources that you can tap into if you want to be a part of the research field. We've also got the undergrad research journals. You know, UT Austin has several student-run research journals providing an avenue for students to publish their research findings and gain valuable experience in academic publishing. So there's a lot of tips on how to get involved in research projects. So first is self-assessment, assessing your interests and career goals. Identifying areas of passion and curiosity is key to finding the right research project. And there's also a lot of ways that you can explore research areas. So you could attend department seminars, research talks, and conferences to explore the variety of research areas at UT Austin. And this exposure can also help students narrow down their interests. Sometimes CNS will organize a research mixer or events where professors looking for research assistance will advertise their projects. So this is something I definitely recommend that everybody does. There's so many talks out there, and I'm sure that these professors are always happy to get another person listening to them talk about something they're passionate about, you know? So I think even if it's not an area that you have any prior experience or interest in going into one of these like lectures i think can be beneficial even if you don't end up even if you end up realizing you know this is not something you want to pursue you get to learn something new you know and i think that's like a big benefit that comes from attending like college and you can also connect with professors so reach out to professors whose research aligns with your interests Send them a well-crafted email expressing your interest and motivation to contribute to the work. So personally, I um, have more experience writing about research than I do with actually researching because I write articles for the Daily Texan, UT's newspaper, and I write a lot about research happening on campus. So for this, I email like a lot of professors. And the nice thing about it is that a lot of the professors actually do respond back, you know? so. I know it can seem intimidating contacting somebody who has maybe even decades of experience in their field, but I think a lot of them are open to talking about their work and they are willing to connect with students. So if there's a professor whose work you're interested in, just shoot your shot and send them an email. And you can also meet with advisors. So there's research advisors designated for undergraduates that can help you find projects, goal set, and reach out to professors. Finally, be pers persistent and patient. Finding the right research opportunity may take time, so don't be discouraged by initial setbacks or rejections. Keep reaching out, networking, and refining your approach.
I think those are honestly the perfect set. It's a perfect set of advice to give students that are wanting to get into research at UT. Um, you know, just to talk a little bit about our experience with the research and how we went about the process. I actually was a part of an FRI stream freshman spring semester. And, you know, while I was very, very excited to be a part of, you know, cutting edge research so early on into my college career, knowing that it was always something I was interested in coming out of high school, I did not find the work I was doing within the FRI quite fulfilling. And I know that this is very specific to the stream that I picked because I know a lot of my friends were still in their FRI streams and were seniors and their mentors in those streams. So it's, you know, it really is a, it does depend on what, you know, you end up doing and where your interests lie. But I realized super quickly that it wasn't for me. And honestly, that was a blessing in disguise because it really propelled me very early on to find faculty that I was really interested in working with because I did go up on Eureka, as I mentioned before, searched up a database, and I found multiple faculty that I would have loved to work and because I am terrible, terrible, terrible at making solid decisions, I actually ended up joining two faculty labs uh, my sophomore year. And I have never looked back since. I do faculty research for a neuroscience lab and I do faculty research for chemistry lab. And they're both wildly, wildly different in their approach and their techniques and what they can find. But it really helped me sort of foster my curiosity in those fields. I love chemistry and I love neuroscience and it really helped me get the best of both worlds and learn very, very different wet lab skills. And throughout my time in those labs, I have always just been an upward friend. In November, I will be leaving to Washington see for a conference to present a poster for my work at the neuroscience lab. And hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have an author, second author maybe on the paper coming out of Campbell Lab. And so I think it's really important to go through the process of finding something, rejecting something, being rejected in the field of research because it eventually leads you to the place you want to be at. And I think it's so important to go through the ups and downs of the entire process. What about you, Sonia? Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say that's you really awesome. You were in wasn't for you. Also, I did FRI semester. I I, I, it was a valuable experience because I learned that maybe this like vet lab research is not personally for me. I wasn't super passionate about the like DNA extraction and the procedures I was doing. I'm like actually going and looking back into my lab notes and seeing what I did back then. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I'm, I, I think it was a valuable learning experience learning that, okay, maybe and these procedures aren't exactly like sparking my interest yeah. but um in the future i definitely do want to look into some other research at ut because even in this episode we've covered many different opportunities and so many different fields not just in like science but in other fields as well so i think maybe like i'd be interested in doing some like public health research or um even it may be like HDFS, like human development, science, psychology, something like that. So I think this it's just reassuring to hear that there's so many different opportunities at UT. And even if one lab isn't for you, there's a lot of other ones that you can explore. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, you're definitely not alone in recognizing that wet lab is not for you. One of our scriptwriters actually shared their experience here. They did FRI uh, for mostly for exposure and lab credit. <laughs> and it was a small time commitment, but they did not really enjoy it since it didn't feel like research or inquiry. That was, you know, something novel. And then they ended up joining a faculty lab that did neuroscience research on worms. But the project also felt too small scaled and removed from human applicability. The student is going to write their thesis, but probably won't do much research outside of, you know, what they've already done because they realize what my research is an action for them. And, you know, that's completely fair. Just like Sonia said, like you do these things for exposure to understand if it's something you think you can do. And it's very good to figure out if it can go one way. So I hope that, you know, we all got some good information, good resources to use uh, in, if you, in your search for potential places for research. And I also hope this has sort of inspired some of y'all to consider what it might be like to be a part of the team. And even if it's not something you eventually choose to carry forward, definitely something to understand. Did you already mention like your experience with reaching out to faculty. So did you just cold email them or like, how is that initial process? Oh, did you like- yeah. I definitely found, um, I found their emails off of Eureka, the database with, on which they had listed what they do. And I, I just, I was also very fortunate actually that um, a senior of mine was the one to recommend me to the chemistry faculty lab I work in. I did find the neuroscience one off a year ago, um, but my senior guided me and sent me the email and I was able to reach out and sort of like, you know, get an interview through that. And once they interviewed me, I was in the lab. So it was definitely a mix of me doing my own independent research, but also talking to my seniors, understanding what they've already done and what they recommend if they have similar interest. So like, it's like a combination of, I guess, like networking and have connections with people in those labs and also some cold emailing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for tuning in to our episode this week. We always hope you learned something new and interesting. And we will back we'll be back next week. Something super, super fun. So I've been your co-host Akshi. And I'm Sonia. See y'all. Bye y'all. Bye. The Unfinished Mind is brought to you by the Polymathic Scholars. Our scriptwriters this week were Niels Levy Tubo and Vivek Ramother. Sound design by Bolong Tang. Produced by Caitlin Hawkins. Our publicist is Nadine Parmana. Hosted by Akshipant and Samir Sridhar. Thanks for listening and remember to follow your curiosity.